Is this thing on? Is this on? Well, hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Optimus Jordan, and sitting next to me is a Decepticon named Daniel. I will destroy your Wi Fi. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, happy 2019, everybody. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Man, I can't believe it. New year. It's awesome. Who would have thought we would last this long? Like I said, I, I thought I would have gone solo on you by now. Today, for our first episode of the year, we'll be talking the new Transformers movie, Bumblebee. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's talk some Transformers. Autobots roll out. <laughs> All right, so yeah, first episode of the new year. How was your holidays, Daniel? Uh, it was pretty great. You know, a lot of running around, but overall it was a really good New Year's and Christmas. Good. Yeah, pretty good holiday season. So any New Year's resolutions? Give us at least one. Oh, cutting like, back on junk food for me. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's actually up there on my list, too, is to cut back and eat a little healthier, you know? Portion control is my biggest thing. Right. Because uh, I love Cheez-Its and... That's the uh, that's the hardest thing to give up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to give up on stuff you love. I'm excited for this, though. Yeah, there's a lot of movies coming out in 2019. I'm looking forward to it. We're doing a list here on our next episode that's coming out later in the week where we're going to be talking about our top five most anticipated films for 2019. Woo! I know. I'm excited to talk about that. Some good stuff to look forward to. Yeah, no, it looks like it's going to be a pretty decent year so far. All right, well, why don't we get started here before we get into news? Why don't we talk about what we're drinking today? So this week was Daniel's drink. Our excuse <laughs> Was Daniel's week to bring in a drink? Daniel, what did you bring in for us? Well, this week I have a Mo Hayes Icy. I'm not sure how exactly you say this. It's all written separately. Mohazic? Mohaze? I don't know. Yeah. I think it's Mohaze. It's supposed to be pronounced Mohazic, but they have it spaced out weird. Anyway, so it's a it's a hazy IPA. A Mohaze Icy. <laughs> yeah. A Mohazic Hazy IPA from Migration Brewing, which is right here in our hometown of Portland, Oregon. I know. If you don't like us saying local beers, I don't know what to tell you. It's they're just really good. But hazy IPAs are probably one of my favorites to drink. Just nice, a lot of flavor, and uh, honestly, this one's just awesome. It's tropical and smooth as hell. Yeah, it's got a really nice tropical flavor to it. I like it a lot. But yeah, good stuff. I enjoy it. All right, well, before we get into news here, let's talk about some movies we've seen in the last week. Daniel, would you like to start? Uh, sure. Well, the only thing, the only things I've been watching this past week besides uh, Bumblebee is I was trying to catch up on some movies and I only caught up on one that I had missed throughout the year and it's called American Animals. It's about these uh, kids who plan an art heist from a college campus and they're essentially just trying to steal a very rare books and it was really interesting because they mix it in with like a cinematic they have real actors but they also mix it into like kind of like a documentary and it's pretty interesting i i enjoyed it a lot it wasn't quite what i expected but it was really good and besides that's the only movie i've watched this uh this past week okay i've got yeah two i saw the first one was Last year's I, Tonya, and I gotta say, that's the second time I've seen it, but I gotta say, that is a great movie. Uh, it's a mockumentary style, is the way they tell the story, and it's it's awesome. You got Margot Robbie in there, Sebastian Stan, Allison Janney, who plays her mother, who in a part definitely, you know, worthy of the awards she got for that part. Oh yeah, no, that was well, a great movie. Whole cast is great, especially the main three. Margot Robbie plays Tonya Harding, 
to the T, I think. Some people say she's too pretty for the role, but whatever. Amy Adams might look like her. This is kind of a thing people say all the time, that Amy Adams should have been in the role. Amy Adams, yeah, she might look like her a little more in the face, but she's... They were also trying to, you know, get a 15 to, like, 25-year-old Tonya Harding to tell the story, and Amy Adams was, like, 42, so just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, well, she looks good for her age. She does. No, she looks great. I, I love Amy Adams. I think Margot Robbie was good for that role. But this thing was just... It had the humor. It had just, like, some good wow moments in it. I... Yeah, you've seen this, right? Yeah, I've seen it. We saw it together for the first time. Yeah. Wait, did we? I think I remember. No, I think... I no, think no, did. I saw it with somebody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I saw it... No, maybe I did see it. Did I see it twice in theaters when it came out? I don't remember. I saw it with one of my roommates. She had never seen it, and she liked it a lot. She thought it was pretty great. So, yeah, I would definitely... It's streaming on Amazon... Or, no, excuse me, Hulu right now. So, if you got Hulu, check it out. The second movie I saw is... A masterpiece that I love. Haven't watched it in probably 10 years, though, but Saving Private Ryan. That's one that I have not seen before. Oh, it's good. Now you gotta see that. Now, I, I love that movie. It's so well done. I mean, from the opening D-Day sequence to just the, the, the attention to detail, especially in moments like the moments of war, is just incredible. Spielberg did just a masterful job at this. Everything is, I mean, that whole sequence is like 30 minutes long, and then it's just like intense go, go, go through for the whole 30 minutes. Awesome. But yeah, what what a masterpiece that movie is. Everything is just so well thought out all throughout the whole thing. All the actors are great. There's faces in there that I didn't even recognize back in the day when that came out, like um, Malcolm Middle Dead. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, yeah. Brian Cranston, though small role, he's in there. There's, uh, there's a couple people. There's a guy from Entourage that I recognize. He had, he had a small part in one of the seasons. I saw him in there. Uh, Vin Diesel is a soldier in there, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I, know, I mean, I know the big ones, Tom Hanks and... Yeah, Tom Hanks, Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon was the other guy. Yeah, he's Private Ryan that they rescue. Wonderful movie. I'm sure a lot of you out there have seen Private Ryan, but yeah, I just hadn't watched it in a while, so I watched it the other day, and it's amazing. I think that's about it for just other movies we saw outside the main one we're talking about. Why don't we get into some news here, Daniel? All right. Well, today in movie news, just a few things here and there. One of the more notable things, which I don't think this movie deserves it, but on the basis of Aquaman, you know, my favorite movie, the, uh... Didn't you get that, like, a A plus? I think I gave it, like, a straight-up F, but apparently most people don't think, or at least people went and saw it, because I guess Aquaman has almost reached a billion dollars in worldwide box office. Jeez, in less than a month. Yeah, I think it's at 940, and about 70% of that is foreign, which I thought was pretty interesting, but yeah, this is gonna be... Is it the is it gonna be the first DC movie that's gonna cross a billion dollars? Uh, I think so. Yeah, because I think Batman v Superman. I don't know. Did Wonder Woman beat that at the box office? Because I think Batman vs Superman. I don't think that crossed nine hundred million, so it's already beat that. I don't. What was? You keep talking. I'll look it up real quick of what Wonder Woman made total. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't think this movie deserves it, but I mean, in the foreign market, movie stars still put people in seats. And I think that's what we're seeing here because Jason Moe is a huge star just from the Game of Thrones series. And I think that's really his only, his main other thing, I guess, besides Aquaman now, because he's only been in, I mean, he has that Netflix Frontier show, but I, like I said, I don't think that's huge in a foreign market. I think it's just the uh, the Game of Thrones that kind of are putting butts in seats to see Jason Momoa be Aquaman. Okay, so it looks like I got it here. Wonder Woman was pretty 50-50 as far as, Domestic and foreign go. They it made roughly four ten each. It's like eight twenty one point eight total. So yeah, it's already passed up Wonder Woman in three weeks. Holy cow! 
Well, that's that's crazy. So yeah, uh, Aquaman, congratulations! I, I You're guess gonna the, be uh, foreign market likes uh, water heroes. I think it's Jason Momoa. He's a babe, I guess. <laughs> that's what I hear, at least. Yagado's babe. Uh, that's also true. But yeah, so we are we are gonna see the first DC movie cross a billion dollars for sure. Well, I mean, I guess they're good for them. They need it. They need a hit badly. Their DCEU universe is still pretty messed up. They don't really wise. have a universe. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I still think they need to just hit reset, but I think they're too far in now that it's too late that they just have to do damage control from this point on. I think so. Yeah, you're going to see like the next handful of movies just try and course correct the ship. But, you know, I'm kind of glad and also not glad because... I didn't like Aquaman. I don't like the DC movies, but this is going to give them the excuse they were looking for to keep making them the way mm-hmm. they are. I heard Star is Born has now crossed 200 million. I think it's at a worldwide total. It's reaching, it's approaching 400 million worldwide. It's, it's starting to fall off quite a bit now, but it's uh, reached, I think, almost 400 million, which, you know, I think for Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, pretty awesome. I'm yeah, pretty, that I'm is pretty good. That. It was one of my favorite movies that came out this year. Yeah, it seems like the box office is doing halfway decent. Mary Poppins isn't making money. Bumblebee's making money. They're kind of underperforming compared to like of like as far as Disney standards go and maybe Transformer standards go, but they seem to still be pulling in money. Like they're not failures. Yeah, and Bumblebee definitely had the lowest budget. I think it only had about 30, 40 million dollars. No, it was 130, I think. What really? Oh, for some reason I it's, thought it was way it, lower. It's the lowest budget for a Transformer movie. Like it's not in the two hundred million or anything, but it's still decent budget oh for some reason i thought it was way lower budget no 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 all right well it's still low budget for transformers so i think 100 it'd be, it'd be a movie all about Haley if it had that low of a budget <laughs> that's true i mean as far as that goes then i mean i think it's gonna make bumbley's gonna make back its budget yeah no i think i'm pretty sure it already did so at least it's not hurting it's not doing amazing but it's not hurting yeah well i think people are just uh out on transformers at this point we've oversaturated the market yeah, we'll see but hey, we saw it, and we'll let you know. And yeah, the- Spider-Man Homecoming, or not Homecoming, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is making some dough, which I'm excited about, because that movie kicked ass. <laughs> yeah, that movie's great. That was one of, one of my favorites of the year. Spoilers. But, and the other part of movie news that I have is that the... The Jumanji sequel to the reboot with The Rock has added a new uh, a new actor to the ranks, and it is going to... Jason Stamos. Man, that would be awesome <laughs> and make me laugh. But no, uh, they added Danny DeVito. So The Penguin? The Penguin or the little troll man that you see walking around in movies sometimes. Even that guy in the Eminem commercial that gets it by the bus? Yeah, that that's the <laughs> one. But yeah, so they added Danny DeVito to uh, the sequel for the Jumanji movie. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about this yet, so I'm kind of curious what direction they'll take it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's that's really the only thing we have going off. But I, I really enjoyed the first one, or the... Like, is this going to be a whole new group of kids, or is it going to be... I can't imagine them not doing without The Rock. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm kind of curious myself whether they're going to... The kids are going to, like, re-go in or try... I, I don't know. Different set of kids altogether. But, again, I, I couldn't see them doing it without The Rock, so I guess it's going to be the same kids. I would well, think so. Well, of course, how, how did it work, though? Because was anybody that went in going to be those characters anyway? I mean, yes. I guess maybe the in-game characters will be the same, and they'll have different real-world kids. Okay, oh, okay, yeah. So that could work. You can work it out that so way. So the same actors playing real life versions of, or game versions of other real life people, which that could be entertaining. Yeah, which, you know, that would be cool. Um, so yeah, but now we have Danny DeVito added in there. Maybe he'll be an NPC. Maybe he'll be, uh, he'll be one of the playable characters. We don't know, but he's going to be in there. That'd be cool though. And I think he's probably going to be the one that's going to get eaten by a hippo. 
Well, any other news out there? Those are really the two things that I wanted to hit on. There's still pretty slow going news recently, but uh, we'll keep you updated if there's anything else that comes up in our next and our continue. We'll keep you updated with any more news that comes up in our later episodes of this year. Okay, then. Well, let's roll out and talk some Bumblebee. All right. Well. I don't know about you, Daniel, but I was pleasantly surprised by how good this was. No, I was, I was too. I was pleasantly, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised and uh, my expectations, I think were a little exceeded too. Yeah, no, I went in with very low expectations, so mine were definitely exceeded. Quick history as far as me goes with this franchise. I never watched the cartoon growing up. I hate to admit it. I had a couple Transformer, um, you know, robot toys as a kid, but I never watched the show. I mean, I don't know. By the time it ended, I was into Ninja Turtles. It was ending and Ninja Turtles were starting, so I just went the route of Ninja Turtles. I mean, respectable route. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as far as I go, this dates me, but the only Transformers show I saw was Beast Wars, which is a 3D animated crappy one. <laughs> Gosh, I remember that. Was not good. Beast Wars. I feel like they had a good intro song, though. I don't remember that. I'm sure they did. I'm sure, like, nine-year-old me was eating that shit up. <laughs> um, okay, as far as the Michael Bay films go, I've only seen two of them. I saw the first one when it first came out in theaters. I think I saw it one more time went on video. And then I saw the third one, and that was the last time I stepped into a theater for Transformers, so 2011. Wait, which one was the third one? Dark of the Moon. Oh, I thought that was the second one. That's the third one. Okay, so then... I guess we're the same because I've seen the original one and I've only seen Dark Side of the Moon, but I thought that was number two. So I've only seen one and three as well. And after after the third one, I was out. I was done. I just thought they were... I remember thinking they were halfway decent. I mean, they were what they were. Transformer movies, a lot of explosions, a lot of fight scenes, but I I think I didn't like the human element of it at all. Like, I just I wasn't into the Sam character played by Shiloh. Or, yeah. Shiloh LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah, I just wasn't into his Sam character at all and the supporting characters. It just wasn't good casting-wise, I think. But... They're okay, entertainment-wise, but it wasn't enough to keep me going. Yeah, no, same. I was kind of over the characters, over the novelty of it, yeah. after I saw the second one that I saw. So yeah. I haven't seen a Transformers movie in at least five-plus years. Yeah, and there's a couple other movie podcasts out there that I respect, and they've given the sequels to Dark of the Moon some pretty bad reviews. So I, I, it's a kind of a thing where you think their, their reviews are probably more entertaining than the movie itself, so I just kind of stuck with the reviews. Listen exactly. to those. I, especially the fifth one I heard, that was just an atrocious yeah well but that brings us up to bumblebee that's right and yeah what a surprise so yeah they they kind of call this a soft reboot i i don't know i, I feel like they want to somehow tie it into we'll talk more about this towards the end they want to tie it into the first 2007 one but i think they should just start completely over to call this a brand new just call it new it's yeah. brand new start from scratch i actually didn't mind them str- i didn't know it was going to take place in the 80s either but that was a surprise to me, and I actually liked it taking place in the 80s. Maybe it's because they played a lot of cool music throughout. That was kind of fun. They did. I was much. I was very much a fan of the 80s soundtrack. A lot of rock, not as much 80s pop, too. So I thought yeah, that was great. Yeah, like there was some good Bon Jovi in there. I was actually, you're right, I was surprised to hear they played some Duran Duran, which I thought was going to be way more just 80s pop, but no, it was good, though. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I know, and she had some really awesome t-shirts that I want. Yeah, she did. Her Smith <laughs> shirt. I don't remember what t-shirt she was wearing at the end part of the movie, but I wanted that one. But <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah, I guess, so overall thoughts, why don't we get into those? Overall, yeah, like I said, thought it was pretty decent. It exceeded my expectations. I actually liked Haley Steinfeld quite a bit. Steinfeld, right? 
Steinfeld? I think so. Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Okay. Slippy? Slappy? Yes, I enjoyed Haley Steinfeld. I thought she was good in the lead. I've only seen her in one other movie, and that was True Grit. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's pretty good, uh, but it's, I haven't seen that since theater, so it's been a while since I've seen her. But yeah, she was like twelve, but she did good. Unless she, I guess we, we, you know, she's in Spider Universe too as Gwen's voice. Yeah, you know, but that's. That's but as far as seeing her on screen, yeah, this is only the second time I've seen her, and I think she's good, though. I think she does a really good job. I like her better than LaBeouf Sam quite a bit, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess to nail down my overall thoughts, too, it's just I really like this movie. I was pleasantly surprised, and I was also just kind of surprised how, like, scaled down uh, this movie was compared to the other Transformer movies. And I gotta say, scaled down worked. Oh, it did. And like I said, it uh, it kind of they got the Deadpool treatment where Deadpool like they kept like reducing the budget, so it forced them to like cut out all the fat. Yeah, you trim the fat, you get more creative, and yeah, good things come from that. Exactly. So Bumblebee here is directed by Travis Knight, who I don't know if you knew, he's the son of Nike legend Phil Knight. Uh, I actually wow, <laughs> crap! I did not put that together until you so, said that. So yeah, he's actually Portland local here. Yeah, he's the CEO of Leica Entertainment, which Leica Studios they did Coral line, Paranorman, Box Trolls, Kudun Two Strings, so all those stop motion animation movies. Yeah, they got and a new one coming up too. They do, yeah, that looks pretty fun. Yeah, he he directed uh, Kubo and Two Strings too, so that was his directorial debut. So he's gone from that. This is his first live action directing, and I think he did pretty good overall. Hey, you know what? If you can direct a claymation and have the patience for that, I think you can do a CGI movie. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Pretty simple story. You know, there's a breakout war going on in Cybertron's where we start out, which I enjoyed that actually quite a bit. I know. Freaking five Transformers movies, and this is the first time they've showed Cybertron. Well, that we know of. That well, we've I'm, seen two of the five. Okay, you know, what? fair <laughs> enough. But I'm pretty that we're sure, aware of. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure they haven't shown Cybertron yeah. though. So that was cool, and it had like a cool neon '80s aesthetic too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Just it looked like they were going more just back to the cartoon, uh, the cartoon stuff, which I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, that was a really cool way to kick the movie off with. Bumblebee is like sent on a mission, like go step into establish on Earth, go go. go and he goes and crash lands next to John Cena and from there chasing goes on there is actually it opened up with some pretty good stuff so you got the Cybertron stuff then you go into his chasing running from uh, John Cena and I know they're like spe- they're like special like black ops division black ops division okay yeah so but anyway he's, he's running from authorities essentially and then was it that who's the one that comes sweeping down I'm really bad at the names of all these because again I didn't watch the cartoon growing up Blitzwing yeah Blitzwing was the first one he comes fights. flying in and then they duke it out he tears out his voice box and then he's about to kill him it looks like and then uh, Bumblebee takes a missile from him and like jams it into him and just blows him to bits no that was great and also that's just really smart on their end because to have that put in there is so you get an early Transformers battle like a one-on-one battle because you don't get that whole like towards the end of the movie so they put one like at the beginning of the movie and then it you get that climax and the huge fight scene at the end Mm -hmm. so i think that was very smart to add one in the beginning yeah no i thought it was just it was just cool to watch like from what i remember from the bay ones there's the cameras like constantly moving around the robots and just it's hard to in some ways to see what's going on i mean you still have an overall idea but it's still hard to see i i like the more slower pace of the action in this, I guess. Yeah, and they actually put a lot... What The thing, my favorite part about the action scenes is that it's a lot more hand-to-hand. Like, yes. robots f- duking it out instead of, like, them pulling out a big weapon, somebody pulls out a bigger weapon, and that's it. Yeah, really well choreographed, too, I thought. Yeah, too. they did some really cool stuff with that. But, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But eventually, Bumblebee escapes. He's lived in his memory. He's about to just, like, lose all power. Looks in the distance, looking for something that he can, like, transform into. 
sees a classic little V-dub bug sitting there. Some might say he was looking for something to disguise himself. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, yeah. And then, boom, we pick up, and we're off to Haley's story. I got. I gotta say, Haley's story. Charlie. Charlie's story. Did I say Haley? <laughs> I think you did, but I. Uh, Charlie. We meet All Charlie. Right. From that point, we meet Charlie, and we're introduced to her character. You know, she lives at home. Mom, stepdad, brother. Which I couldn't tell if the brother was both was like her half brother or you know what for some reason i assumed it was her actual brother yeah. instead of a stepbrother but now that you say it he looks more like the stepdad well i don't know about st- i don't know if step or half i don't know i thought more of, he was more like a half but maybe he was step like i thought maybe his the mom had a kid with i don't know maybe i don't know, I don't know. not 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 important i actually so it was i was actually surprised i didn't know if she was going to be in this pamela alden is uh aka marcy runkle is her mother and i actually i thought she was pretty funny no she did really well i know pamela from the show californication which hints the, the marcy runkle <laughs> and so to see her in something else was just awesome i i don't think i've seen her in anything but uh californication so that was just a fun surprise for me uh, that's pretty awesome i haven't watched that charlie worth the worst t- typical teenage job Hot dog on a stick. Yeah. I did. So let's talk 80s nostalgia a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to start with just saying I loved it being taken place in the 80s. Like, I'm an 80s kid. I spent the first seven years of my life in the 80s. And hot dog on a stick was definitely like, we saw a mall near the house I used to go to. We'd go there and that was one of the big things in the food court was hot dog on a stick. And we went there all the time. They still have that. (laughs) They do. It's kind of funny now because like now it's no longer like in the main food court. It's downstairs and like a little tiny like just hole in the wall now as you're walking by between stores. But yeah, hot dog on a stick though. But that was pretty fun. I liked when the... uh, her boss was like, hey, we're out of sticks. I need you to get some more sticks. And she's like, can't we just serve people hot dogs? No. <laughs> that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, what, what did you think of her her character and her in general? Did you think she was able to lead the, the story well? Like, I, th- I thought she was fine as a lead. Like, Well, I mean, going into my likes for this movie, that is one thing that I liked about the movie a lot is her character because to me it kind of seemed like she uh she was actually a mix between Shia LaBeouf's character from the original and Megan Fox's character kind of like wrapped into one like the main character but she you know knows her way around the car and they add a lot of like small little things to make that backstory more believable instead of just some what uh, some hot chick working on like leaning over a car just so you can get a picture of a hot chick leaning over a car Victoria's Secret model working on a car so realistic that's yeah it (laughs) definitely I I liked her girl next door persona quite a bit and yeah you know Michael Bay didn't didn't, uh, direct this because there was no like slow motion shots camera revolving around her body while she's working on the car (laughs) yeah you know I really yeah something I appreciated and I thought like all of the characters I think are more rounded more likable and just more fleshed out in their motivations. I mean, uh, and they added simple stuff. Like, for Charlie's character, uh, she knows how to work on cars because it shows in that her deceased father, they used to work on this Corvette that she still works on. And, you know, just little small things like that that give the characters, like, proper motivation also just kind of brings everything together for her. Yeah, and that was was something that was kind of cool, too, is uh, you can tell she had a really close relationship with her father that's no longer around. What'd she say? He had a heart attack or something like that? Yeah. Just sudden heart attack and just gone one day. It's kind of cool to see her working on his car, the the Corvette that they had worked on when he was around still. She's still trying to get it up and started and running. Yeah. No, I thought that was really great. I loved it taking place in the 80s. Of course, the music was awesome. Did we talk about the music at all? Uh, I don't think so, because that's something that I also really liked, because when you hear 80s, 80s movies, 
you always think of just like 80s pop. But I was pleasantly surprised that there was a lot of 80s rock going on in this movie. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Duran Duran, Bon Jovi. There's some good. There's some good stuff in there. Simple Minds. Oh, um, in case. Aunt Patty is listening. One of the first songs they play in this is some Howard Jones. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, when they they first uh, go to her uh, working at the beach, it's Howard Jones playing in the background there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Charlie's working on the Corvette. We talked about that. She's going always goes to this place to get parts, and that's where she comes across the bug. From there is where the story really takes off. She takes the bug home, wants to work on it, and that's when Bumblebee comes to life, and hey, I'm Bumblebee. Yeah, no, it's so, actually something I did like about that was that since this is a prequel, he seems to be, and I guess something that I kind of forgot about while I was watching it was that they established in the early on in the movies that he lost his memory, which kind of explains why he's a lot more timid around just her instead of, like, he was less timid around all these uh, military guys that were trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. But he becomes super timid when he meets her. Somewhere in his limbic system, he remembers war and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of like that. I like a uh, just kind of shy aspect of Bumblebee. Yeah, no, I, I like that a lot. I'm trying to think. I have a lot of likes here still. I did like this. So those other two Decepticons that came down, they turned into these really sick-looking muscle cars. What did you think? I thought this was hilarious. So a little bit of a cheesy dialogue between him and his wife. Like, yeah, you were sleeping with my sister. I only tried. Doesn't count. Yeah, cheesy stuff there, but what I love with the Decepticons is he blows them up and they explode like a water balloon. I thought that was pretty funny. I know, that kind of like reminded me of Men in Black. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I I did like that. Um, the oh, There's another thing, which I don't think they do these in the Bay films, but what I thought was super cool was that the Transformers could scan and transform into multiple different vehicles. Because both the Decepticons that land each had a jet form and a helicopter. And then when they like, they had this really cool shot of them like flying towards the ground and then they just drop on the ground and transform into the two like muscle cars. And then they transform out of that into like their- Human form. They're they're like, yeah, like the more- Yeah, I think that happened in the Bay films too, the scanning, but yeah, that was such a cool thing though. Yeah, that's the thing. I just didn't- They would show them like drive off and then and, like, transform into, like, the plane modes and fly off from there. Like, there were some really cool shots of them doing that. They did that a few times in movies, and it worked. It, it was really cool. What did you think of, uh, looks like this movie had kind of a Regina George character in this. What did you think of, the, I will call her the plastic girl. I know. She was just a mean, mean... I, I can't believe <laughs> for, she used her deceased dad as a burn. Like, that was just harsh. I know, and I'm like, that's when you're like, oh, I thought that she was just gonna punch her right in the face. Or actually, I thought Bumblebee was gonna, like, do something, like, either, like, smack her with the car door, or something like that. Yeah, open it up and, like, knock her down. Yeah, exactly, but it didn't happen. That was, oh my gosh, I I couldn't believe that. I know, that's just some low-life crap, but... They get her back. They get her back good. Okay, so while we're still talking likes, that was probably one of my favorite scenes is when they go to TP her house and egg it, which I'm like, I feel like they should have got her back harsher than that. Maybe, like, definitely like do something to her own car, but like, well, that was why her bring car. her parents into this? Because like, she's going to be cleaning up the mess. Yeah, well, you I think could, that could, was her could, car. Well, that was her car, yes, but I mean, like, they were going to start by TPing the lawn and the house. I'm like, the, par- the parents aren't going to make her clean that up. Like, you could tell they're just not that kind of people. Yeah. But the girl's attitude, she is spoiled rotten and doesn't have to do shit. Then again, the parents are the ones that raised her that way, so maybe they do deserve it. Exactly. So in that scene, uh, Bumblebee, by accident, of course, but he smashes in this girl's, I think it was a BMW. BMW, yeah. He smashes it in, then they tell him to hide, 
And so <laughs> he like flips the car up on its side and hides behind the car. That's pretty funny. Anyway, that whole that whole scene cracked me up, especially when he just accidentally, yeah, he starts with just putting all the eggs all over it, smearing it everywhere, and then just accidentally dents the hood in or the the top end, and then just keeps going, and then like jumps on it, and then just starts just smashing it flat. I mean, that whole thing just cracked me up. No, yeah, I okay. I actually have a couple other things that we haven't hit on yet, but like I was just like looking for stuff and something I thought was great, which they kind of like just did a classic like alien trope from like probably from like an old 80s movie too. Mm -hmm. But when the Decepticon, when like the whole military outfit cuts off the two Decepticons that are hunting Bumblebee Mm -hmm. and you know, they have, you know, John Cena's character and this Dr. Powell and he, the Dr. Powell's just like, oh my God, first contact with an alien race. This is amazing. I'm, he's just jazzed about it. He's so excited and they pull off they do it pretty casually but they uh converse with the decepticons for a little bit and the decepticons are like take us to your leader like classic alien stuff and i thought that was kind of hilarious yeah no that's good i didn't really like the military guys or the scientists they were kind of cheesy but i think that's where some of the cheesy humor fell in yeah with them what did you think of john cena in this uh, he wasn't bad. I thought, like, he pulls off, like, a rigid military character pretty well. I don't know, I thought he was alright. Like, it, it I, seemed like a good role for him. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was good myself. I thought he had just the right amount of screen time. I think more of him would have been a little annoying or just not good. He's kind of, I don't know how to say it. He's kind of at a place right now where I think less is more for now. I think as he develops his acting chops and gets more comfortable from the camera, he'll get better. I don't know if he'll ever be high level as The Rock, but he'll get better for sure. I think, but I think for now, less is more of him. I I heard he was good in that uh, cock blocker movie, though. I heard he was actually really funny in that. That came out earlier this last year. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that, but I heard a lot of people say that he thought that he was really But, funny. you know, the, the Rock started out the same way, too. Like, I remember The Rock, he was first in that Scorpion King movie, and he was great in those parts. Well, at least until the end, but that was all due to that, like, horrible CGI body. That yeah, that's not him. his fault. No. <laughs> God, that was that was some of the atrocious CGI I've ever seen. He was good in that movie because he barely had any parts or lines in it. And then the next movie, they do a Scorpion King spinoff, and he's the lead of the thing. And I remember thinking he was terrible in that. He just was not good at all in that movie. But as time went on, he got better and better and better. And I, I think this could probably be the same way with John Cena here. Yeah, I think so. And I'll, John Cena had my favorite line in the entire movie. Oh, did he? Yeah, my because when they're there's a like after they make contact, they he's sitting down with like his boss, you know, of like the whole military organization or whatever. And you know, d- the doctor's like, yeah, we should trust them. They could help us out so much. And then he's just like, they call themselves Decepticons. Does that not raise any red flags to anybody? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, I remember, yeah, I remember that. I thought that was probably my favorite line because I'm like, exactly, exactly, yeah, deception. Why would you trust somebody who calls himself a Decepticon? But that whatever. Pretty, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was good. Good thing you didn't like about this movie. We haven't. Let's talk some dislikes now. Honestly, that's a little bit harder because uh, I mean, there's some cheese ball stuff. So I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna bump it for that because like there is pretty. I don't, I don't know. I just there's not a lot of. Che- well, there is a lot of cheese, but it's like perfectly placed. I think. Um, I think maybe the only things I didn't like was sometimes uh, that boy character who just has a crush on Charlie. I think his name was like Mimo. Yeah, Mimo Memo. I don't know. Yeah, so I think it was probably Mimo. Nemo with an M. 
That's what I thought. Yeah. So Mimo, he had some clunkers of lines sometimes, and that's not necessarily... Yeah, that line, whenever he showed up after the battle at the end, they're like, battle's over, kid, go home. He says something after that that was just like, cheesy. Yeah, he says remember. like, can you call my mom? Yeah, I'm like, why not? Well, as soon as John Cena said that line, it should just ended right there. Instead, he goes on and like says a really cheesy line. Yeah, so I mean, there's a few things with him that didn't really work. And that, that was kind of some of my dislikes. Some of the humor did. <laughs> I can't talk. Fall flat. Some was good. Some fell flat. I would say I wanted more Cybertron. That would have been kind of fun to have more Cybertron. Absolutely. I keep thinking, like, why can't these movies just be about the robot battling each other, the two races of robots battling? I guess at this point, we're just not going to get that, and it's there's going to be humans no matter what. I will say, as far as having humans involved, this was better. I still want just a little bit less humans and a little more robot, but I would say this movie had a fine balance of the two. The fact that, okay, if when you say we're going to do a Transformers prequel movie, I think, oh, hell yeah, it's going to be all on Cybertron. It's going to be all about the Decepticons versus the Optimus or the Autobots, which I still want that movie. And if you can make it akin to Bumblebee, yes, I want that movie. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever get that. I feel like they're just, they feel like they had to have the human involvement too much. But again, I think of a whole two hours on Cybertron would be a very, very, very high budget movie. I know, but especially if they like depict it like they do at the beginning of the movie, just kind of like neon, like more based in the 80s cartoon. I think that would be awesome. I mean, people would go see it, I'm sure. Because I mean, the other, I think we're a little burnt down now, but other people were still lining up for the Bay films, even at the fifth one, still lining up to see Bay films. Yeah, I guess that brings me to one of my dislikes is, I correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no Megatron in this movie. No, I don't think I don't think we're seeing. No, like I could, even, be, I could be wrong, but I don't think we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, I look. I mean, before we started recording, I looked through a list of the Autobots and Decepticons that show up, and he is not on the list. So I thought like maybe they showed I. I thought maybe they had showed him on Cybertron, but that turned out to be a different robot. So I don't know, I don't know where either. Megatron is at this I'll try, point. I'll try some other things. Oh, here, here's a good one for my dislikes. I have this written down here. When the mom walks, so the Bumblebee goes in the house and just destroys it accidentally and they're trying to clean it up like mad people and then the mom walks in way too calm you walk in your house is destroyed and she's just like first she's like what happened to my house and then the girl the Haley's like i i need to go uh or charlie i mean is like i need to go be with my car and then she, then it, like the whole conversation switches like you spend too much time with the car you're not with your family enough i mean like a mom walks in her house is destroyed you'd be like what the hell happened what's going on like what is do you tell me right now like it was like yeah yeah and that's okay that's i guess one of my that would be one of my dislikes too except for before that i was just like cringing at like you know bumblebee making his way through the house just completely destroying it it's just one of those things that happens in a lot of movies like this but i was just cringing i'm like oh no like it's just it's not it's not a good scene i thought that the scene was all right here's something i have in my notes charlie's around and gets impacted by a few explosions throughout the movie and barely gets any cuts or bruises somewhere around her explosions go off four times in the movie and barely anything happens to her like shouldn't get a fracture or nothing yeah that's just an action movie trope because yeah towards the end she's in a no she's in a garbage bin and it gets hit with a missile directly yeah and then she just falls out of it that might keep you from dying but you're still gonna be majorly injured and she crawls out of it and then a few minutes later it's fine (laughs) i'm like no yeah so i think that's just an action movie trip that it's either you can like it or hate it but it's in every movie yeah i I don't know i mean i'm being pretty nitpicky parents get involved in the chase scene i thought it was kind of like eh you know what i actually had that written down as one of my likes when uh i feel like it's more just for laughs than anything else 
I mean, I, that scene worked for me, though, because there's a scene where good old super suburban dad Ron is driving his station wagon with the wife and the kid in the back. And they're trying to, like, give Charlie more time. So they start swerving in the road in front of all these military Humvees. And then they spin out and they almost nearly get hit by three different cars and then one of the military vans flips over their car but it's completely a hunt their car is completely 100 percent fine and i thought that was hilarious especially when the kid they look back at the kid he's like that was awesome and then he throws up in the yeah. seat that's cool or i heard what he says like he's i think he's just like radical or something oh yeah he goes that was radical <laughs> i thought that scene made me laugh so much and i also love the line that they give ron where like uh they're the mom just hitting him he's like we have a child in the back and he just looks at her and he's like i was trying to save the other one it was a lose-lose situation yeah, that was fun actually i forget the guy that plays this the stepdad i thought he was pretty funny i enjoyed him i especially i did enjoy the scene where he gives it charlie's birthday and he gives her a book for her birthday called smile yeah you know he's like you know you 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 don't smile they say you know when you smile it has endorphins and stuff and you just have a better day like (laughs) i know i thought that was i think they used him the perfect amount because he wasn't on you know they used him just enough that i think think that's one of those less is more better things exactly he was i thought he was good overall i mean you know you get married into having kids instantly you know you get married the mother suddenly boom he's a dad to these kids he's trying his best you know he's like I understand I'm not going to replace your actual father, but I'm going to try my best to be a good, decent stepfather slash friend. He's trying. Kind of. she's being like, you know, this rebellious teenager, like, eh, screw you. Like, you're not my dad. He kind of reminds me of Neil from the Santa Claus. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) That guy was way more cheese, though. Oh, absolutely. But it's still, it reminds me of Neil's character a little bit, where he's just sitting down like, okay, Charlie. Actually, oh my God, still Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh you're right <laughs> yeah, that's funny <laughs> okay so more like neil than we thought but it's i think it's still uh i i liked his character so i i don't know should we did we talk spoilers at all i mean we kind of talked some spoilers i mean hope we're not ruining this movie for anybody i definitely say go out and check it out for sure i think it's worth seeing especially i think it's worth seeing in theaters yeah absolutely i think so too i if you're out on transformers i think i'd give this one a shot because yeah. i was out and now i'm inching my way back and i'm not going to go back and watch the films but if they come out with more smaller scale ones like this i think i'd go see it yeah in some ways it's not saying much but it is in my opinion the best transformer movie out there and i think it's worth checking out on the big screen you know what hesitantly i think we're probably right about this so should we go into any uh, spoilers let's go into some spoilers here i guess we'll talk about the ending the ending climax the decepticons are taking over this tower to send a signal home to saying come down to earth to all the other decepticons and bumblebee it's gonna you know he's gotta stop them so there's a great... I don't know. What do you think of the battle segment to the end? I, okay. for one, enjoyed it. This is this is probably my favorite part because this is... When I was watching it, I thought... like I was kind of like in awe because, like I mentioned earlier, they are not using... They're mostly using hand-to-hand combat. And I think he tries to pull out... Like, Bumblebee has like a knife in him too. But it's mostly just like them wrecking each other and throwing them... Throwing each other around instead of using like gigantic blasters. And they did a lot... The choreographic... The choreography of that scene I thought was really awesome. I liked how like they're just throwing each other around and it's something you hadn't really seen to that extent in the Bay films because it's usually just them shooting missiles at each other. True. So I liked I liked that a lot and as far as like the ending of it they gave Charlie a realistic way to help save the day as as her being a human instead of a gigantic robot. 
Mm-hmm. So I really liked that too. What do you think about? So I know this is at the end. So she gets the Corvette fixed at the end. I actually think they should have saved that for another film. I think it would have been kind of cool to see her working on it in the next film. If the Charlie character is going to be in the next film, but I thought it would be kind of cool to see her work continually working on it instead of it just being done and looking like brand new. Like it was cleaned up and everything at the end. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that, I don't know, I could see that being a good start to the uh, next movie, but I did think that was a good way to cap off this movie, too. Yeah. Do you want to see Charlie again, or do you want them to go a different direction if they do a I, I really liked her character. I mean, they fleshed her out pretty well. Um, she has, you know, uh, a knife character payoff at the end after the whole fight scene. And I don't know, I, I really liked her a lot. I just, that's, that's all I have to say. She was great. And I, yeah, I mean, because... Uh... I mean, Shia LaBeouf came through for, like, two. He was there for three. He was there for three. She can at least have two, then. Yeah. (laughs) I I liked her. And like I said, she's got that nice girl-next-door feel to her. I think, yeah, if she came back for another one, I wouldn't be disappointed. I think it'd it'd be fine. I don't know how... I don't know where they take the story from now, because Bumblebee went his separate way from her at the end of the movie, so I don't know where it goes from here. I don't know. It's the same time it's Transformers. Who really cares about the continuity? The, the the movies are all over the place. I don't think a regular movie audience would care. Yeah, so we're talking spoilers here. So at the very end, he turns into a 1987, um, not Lamborghini. Camaro. <laughs> Camaro. He turns into Camaro, which I guess is the Camaro that Sam eventually finds. But right. I, I don't know. I mean, are they really going to try to shoehorn this into his movie? I feel like they should just this should just be a reset button hit, and they should just continue on. Maybe the next one takes place in 89. I I think they probably just tried to do that because they didn't know. They probably didn't think that they were getting another movie. Possibly. So, I mean, if that's, I mean, like, that's the loosest way to, sh- to like, connect it to the main Transformers franchise. I think they did a good job. I think that's my favorite movie of hers, though, is when he turns into the Camaro. You mean you could have been a Camaro this whole time? I know. Uh, that I love that part, too. I will say that was another thing in nostalgia I liked. I loved hearing that diesel engine. So my first car I ever had was the diesel. So hearing that diesel engine definitely brought back some memories for me. It's kind of funny. Back when I had that car, I had this cat as well. And he got to know the sound of the diesel. So I'd be coming down the street and I'd see him running through neighbor's yards because they knew daddy was home and it was time for food. Anywho, why don't we share some standout moments and begin to wrap this up. So a couple of my standout moments. I'll share fun, some fun ones and then I'll tell you about my biggest surprise. A couple standout moments. Um... I enjoyed that beginning battle with him running from John Cena and his guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Especially, I like this part in it where he is a jeep. He's going down. He gets he gets hit or loses control and starts rolling, and then immediately transforms into human form again. And then just rolls in the grass. I thought that was pretty funny. I loved. <laughs> Him going over to Virginia George's house and smashing her car. I love that part. Uh, yeah. VW versus BMW. Um, and yeah, the, I thought the end battle was fun. One, oh, one part that stood out that I really liked was when he was fighting off the soldiers before they went to the end battle location where the tower is. He, his eyes turned red and he's like in this like full beast mode. Yeah, he's just like in a battle mode. Yeah, that was really cool. Because usually his, his, throughout the movie his eyes are blue, but he's got the, they turn red. He's just in like full on just like firing his, like, cannon at people, just beast mode. And yeah, and that's the only that time you really see him cool. use the cannon. So, but I thought that was cool how they changed his eye color for that. I thought yeah. that was a really cool thing that they did. What about you as far as standout moments? I mean, I guess as far as standout moments, I think just the end battle scene is probably the most standout moment. Um, like I said, I do love how uh, at the end they give Charlie, a, like, a reasonable way to help save the day and as far as like how it scales from humans to gigantic robots like realistically you don't think she should be able to do anything that they can't but she they worked it in pretty well that she actually just like runs up and cuts the power to their transmission while they're the other robots are fighting each other Mm -hmm. and like distracted so i think that was a good way to really 
make it so she was a part of the the saving of the day. Oh, one thing I didn't mention. What do you think of her doing her dive at the end? I mean, they show her a, a video of her diving, <laughs> and you, you feel like that's going to pay off eventually. Like it's one of those like pre, you know, the word. I know the words you're thinking of. I can't think of it right now. I can't think of it right now either. Well, <laughs> forgive us. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it was going to be a Got foreshadow it. for something. And I don't know. I mean, I thought that was pretty weak foreshadowing. I mean, what was she, when she dove down to, to Bumblebee, like, first off, it's dark. There's debris everywhere. What are the chances of not hitting something? And secondly, what is she going to go do? Like, go down there and save a robot from drowning? Like, yeah. what, what is going on? Those are my exact thoughts, too. I'm like, because like, I remember thinking about them, like, there's so much chip debris. I'm like, you're just going to hit something and break your neck? Or what are you going to do? Are you going to drag a robot up from the surface? You're not. Give it CPR? I mean, like, what the, yeah. I was like, what is going on here? So so that was a cheese ball moment. That was definitely cheese ball there. But uh, what was your biggest surprise, you would say, of the movie? I would say my biggest surprise is that this wasn't just watchable. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I put that <laughs> in. My biggest surprise, the movie was good. I, you know, had no expectations going in or very, I, I didn't say none, but I had very low ones and it surprised me. I liked it. I enjoyed myself. No, I did too. Like so. I, I, the soundtrack was great. Um, at I thought the characters were really well. Mimo had some a couple clunkers, but you know, I'd say like eighty percent of the humor hit for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say it's about seventy thirty for me for the humor part. Some for what stuck and what didn't. But overall, pretty enjoyable. Uh, why don't we do grades here? All right. Well, I think Jordan and I sound like we're pretty close on this. So I think we're both going to give it a... Should we say it at the same time? Yes. I'm going to give it a... B... Plus. plus. Minus. What? Plus. Oh, well, minus. That's, that's awkward. Right, B plus or B minus, Jordan? <laughs> uh, I think B plus. Overall, it was a fun movie. Definitely something if I had kids that I wouldn't mind taking them to. There's a lot of movies parents don't want to take their kids to because they just don't... They're terrible for parents. Yeah, luckily kids' movies have gotten a lot better. Yeah. But no, I would say overall very enjoyable. I don't know if this is something I will own in the future, but I enjoyed myself and I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Same. So, B+. Yeah, I'll give it a... Had, had its clunkers, had its flaws, but B+. Plus. Yeah. I would say B+, plus for a regular movie, like... A plus 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 for a Transformers movie. And if this is the well, and if this is the direction Transformers is going, then I'm kind of back on board. Yeah, same. I left the theater thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm back in. I think that's about wraps it up for Bumblebee here. Later in the week, we'll be releasing an episode. So the Golden Globes are tonight as we record. So later in the week, we'll be talking about the winners of the Golden Globes. We got a little bet game going on for that too. And we'll also be talking about our top five best of 2018 worst of 2018 and our top five anticipated for 2019 so look for that later in the week in the feed otherwise i believe our next movie is going to be the new kevin hart brian cranston film yeah i think so cool well why don't you tell folks where they can find us daniel all right well you guys can find us at movies underscore brews on instagram and twitter let us know uh what you liked about bumblebee and let us know what movies you're looking forward to in 2019 all right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in and supporting the show. We enjoy it. It's uh, fun. To, you know, we've noticed our audience is starting to grow a little bit, and it's awesome. We're excited for this next year. There's gonna be a lot of good movies coming out to talk about. All right, 2019. Let's do it. Let's do this. All right. We'll see you next time, Daniel. Cheers. Cheers. Ching. Cheers.